0: be genuine, be yourself. If you're not yourself, people aren't going to like you and people are going to figure it out. Hello, and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing excellent. How about you, Todd?
0: I'm doing fantastic, man. Uh, just rolling. Uh, early part of the year, we're really trying to hit some uh, hit some properties. We've been putting in quite a few offers, actually. We're getting uh, a decent amount of deal flow, uh, which is surprising. I, think I know I've talked about it on the show before, which is typically early part of the year. You don't get a lot of deal flow especially apartments, we don't get a lot of deal flow until we get um, into the, the national uh, multi-housing conference. Uh, then the deals really start to pile up and spring. And But typically, these first couple of weeks, we don't see much, but we're seeing, I mean, not a massive amount of deal flow, but we're seeing enough to where we've been writing some offers. Same thing with the assisted living, uh, been seeing some deals. As you saw this deal, Matt, and of course, I can't get schools too much just because uh, it's a confidentiality, but uh, I saw this deal. It was a, basically a brand new build, uh, and they are selling it for less than what they built it for, a lot less than what they built it for. And quite frankly, my price is half of what they built it for. Uh, that's likely not going to get it done, but that's all that I could pay for it uh so really interesting just to see that type of um just that that happening in this type of market of course so yeah
1: yeah i mean the cost of like uh, new builds is just so high that it makes it uh you know not as many people are, are building new properties and so that yep. makes the demand for pre-existing properties stronger
0: yeah you know and and if you're building for too much i mean you you know that that was the problem is, is their construction costs were just too high and um, obviously pro forma was likely off and they just they they're not able to make the numbers work and so they have to sell uh, because it looks like they're not it looks like they're losing pretty good amount of money every single uh, month and so you know it's time for them to sell Um, but i i feel like Matt, we're going to see more of that as people are projecting pretty wild performance. I think multifamily has been very good uh, to builders, but you're going to see this time where our rental prices don't go up by five to eight to 10 plus percent. And that's going to hurt some builders because that's what they're projecting. They're projecting these 5% rent increases, and it's going to hurt some uh, syndicators, some, some people that are, well, obviously builders syndicate too, but uh, it's going to hurt some people that are buying existing too, that are projecting 5%, 6 7% at the increases. But, you know, uh, the market's been behaving, so everybody's been okay for now, for the most part.
1: you know, if you've got investors and you lose money on a deal just because you just had a terrible pro forma, uh, you're going to, uh, your reputation is going to be reduced as a result.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that leads us into today's topic. What's yes. today's topic, Matt?
1: We're going to be talking about how to improve your reputation within the real uh, world of real estate, because it really yeah. is a small world, and you rely on your reputation. If your reputation gets shot, good luck. You know, nobody's going to want to work with you. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I mean, you got this rep. You got one reputation, right? It's, it's you can't. You can rebuild a reputation, I suppose, but. You know, you've got a reputation and it's something obviously we want to be very mindful of. And uh, I shouldn't say even that mindful of, I mean, you certainly want to be mindful of, but for me, a, a big part of my reputation just comes from, I just want to be a good human being and like, that's it. And so if I'm a good human being, I'm going to build a good reputation because many of the things that I do are going to be building towards those reputation, that reputation. But there's also things I need to be mindful of as I'm building that reputation. So first and foremost, that's key to building a, a good reputation, Matt, is to be a good human being. Be a good human being. Uh, If you're a good human being, people generally will respect you. People will generally be attracted to who you are uh, because you are genuinely a good person, of course. Um, And so that's uh, certainly, certainly helpful. Uh, People know, like, and trust you. That's what you want.
1: And you just said it right there. Those are the three legs to a good reputation. Uh, People have to know you. They have to like you. And they have to trust you.
0: Yep. Yeah. So let's talk about the first one, right? People have to know you. So how do we build a good reputation? How do we improve our reputation? It's by getting more people to know you. I and mean, this can be difficult, Matt. It, it, it can be very difficult because uh, maybe you're introverted or maybe you're not even that introverted, but getting around the right people. You don't have the right connections right now. Uh, you're, you're, you know, I grew up in a very middle class, maybe even lower middle class uh, family. We just weren't connected to anybody that had any influence, had any money, uh, had the connections. We just weren't connected to that those types of people. And so my network, me growing an investor database, for instance, basically is starting from scratch. And so you have to figure out how you get in front of those types of people. Um, you know, one of the ways that I have gotten people to know me is to start my own podcast, to be on other people's podcasts, to be on social media. And I'm not big on social media, so you know that's kind of been a back burner thing. But but still, be a little bit on social media. Um, those are the things that I've done to build my reputation. Certainly other people have done it a lot better than me on these social media platforms, uh, podcasts and Facebook and LinkedIn and so on, um, Twitter and I don't know what else is out there. But uh, so, so that's one fairly easy, quite frankly, fairly accessible way for anybody to get people to know you Uh, And I think for me, one of the best, one of the ways you want to do it is just just to be genuine. Again, it comes back to being a good human being, but be genuine, be yourself. If you're not yourself, people aren't going to like you and people are going to figure it out. So I think you can act all you want, but if you're not acting as yourself, people are going to figure it out.
1: Yeah, I agree. And uh, you you mentioned social media, so like you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, meetup.com is a a great resource to be able to meet people, Uh, bigger pockets, I think is a great resource for a lot of investors. Uh, Like even if you aren't able to add value yourself uh, to the group, like if somebody asks a question on on one page, like, hey, I'm looking for somebody who knows about short sales, and then you happen to remember like, oh yeah, I saw this other person posting about uh, short sales and you can like connect them. And that's a great way to to build your reputation.
0: Well, that's perfect, right? Because getting people to know you is adding value, just like you said. So it's it's adding value. Maybe you're adding value through through blogs. Maybe you're adding value just by connecting, linking, pe- linking people together. Uh, maybe it's answering questions, uh, providing some sort of education. You know, whatever you can do to add value, that's gonna be that's gonna be huge. So I I love that you you mentioned that just adding value to people's lives.
1: Exactly. I mean, if you uh, try the opposite approach of if you just go up to people and try to take value from them without trying to offer them value first, uh, people are going to, it's really going to be off-putting where people will be like, whoa, this guy is just a leech. Uh, I don't want to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think um, one of the uh, best ways to get people to know you, of course, is to physically meet them face to face. So, but this takes more of the extroverted personality. Um, and it doesn't, you don't have to be a pure extrovert, but I think just just getting out there, um, you know, one, one of my business partners, Drew uh, Whitson, he's really good at uh, just connecting with people. He doesn't have a podcast. He doesn't, he doesn't do any of the social media stuff. But what he's really good at is just getting in front of people and getting to know them. Uh, and, and that builds trust quickly. And I find, Matt, when I'm talking again about my investors, that they want to do business with me once I meet them. If I've talked to them on the phone, if they've heard me on my podcast, maybe they want to do business with me. And, and, and many do. Uh, but if I've met them in person, I don't know. I should probably track it. But I would say, let's say we just met on the phone, had a conversation, maybe 30% of them invest in my deal. But if we actually met and had coffee or or lunch or, or just, just met with each other, I would say like closer to 80 or 90% of them actually end up investing in one of my deals. <clears throat> Very similar with brokers too, Matt. I mean if if I've actually gone to the town and done, and shaken their hands and, and actually built a relationship, I get deals done with those brokers where when we just had a phone relationship, I might get sent some deals, but it's just nothing happens until we actually meet. We meet face-to-face and all of a sudden, magically deals start coming and, and off-market deals. And it's just, there's a massive difference. So, uh, just getting in front of people, meeting them, going to meetup groups, uh, you know, chamber of commerce, that type of thing, uh, that can be so huge.
1: And I have to admit, uh, I'm actually an introvert myself. I'm, I'm very shy also. So, when I get into those social settings, I, I you know, pretend like I'm an extrovert, but then I also ask a lot of questions, do a lot of listening, and, and the other person or other people do most of the talking as a result. Then it's not so bad. And uh, you remember the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, getting people to talk about themselves is one of the ways to get them to like you as well.
0: Right, right, exactly. So yeah, so that's the no and then the like, we pretty much already hit on that, right? Just being yourself, being genuinely who you are, um, being interesting, you know, so have some hobbies, have some things that you like to do, go out and just... Don't be just the real estate person that only does real estate and they don't do anything else ever. Um, go out and do other things. Uh, be a part of organizations. Uh, join, you know, gr- like join a, a charity organization. Be a part of their board. Be, you know, whatever. Just get out there and do things that you're passionate about. Uh, makes you very much more interesting, and it allows you to meet more interesting people right? If you are just focused solely on your career, you're pretty boring and dull person. And so what do you have to talk about? The only thing you have to talk about is real estate and other real estate nerds like yourself will love that, but everybody else will not. And so figure out, you know, some other things that you enjoy. I guarantee you, if you love, uh, you know, if you love cars, hot rods, but there's other people that do. If you love sewing, other people love it. If you love to collect, I don't know, bugs, other people love to collect bugs. Like it, whatever you do, whatever you like, other people, there's, a, there's another group of people that love doing that. And so just do what you love to do and you know get to know other people that love to do the weird thing that you love to do and, and you'll meet them and those are the connections that you want to
1: be part of good and then the final uh, part of all this is uh trust uh, getting people right. to trust you
0: yeah so here's this is probably one of the biggest ones communication communicate with people like when somebody emails you email them back when somebody calls you call them back um And I drop the ball sometimes myself. I'm guilty of it. Uh, Somebody will email me and it'll somehow drop to the bottom of my inbox and I'll completely forget it. Um, Somebody will text me. It'll drop to the bottom of the list. And, you know, somebody will even leave a voicemail sometimes. And, you know, that happens. Right. But try Your hardest to set up systems. Try your hardest to set things up so that you don't miss those emails. You don't miss those calls. You don't miss those text messages. You just get back to people. Communicate well with them. Uh, For my investors, for instance, we send out a monthly update to them to let them know what's going on. They want to know what's going on with the property, and if they don't want to know, I'm going to tell them, right? And that way they have it there in front of them and they're hearing from me i'm communicating with them i'm clear with them when they ask a question about that report that i gave them we can answer quickly right so we want to be making sure we're always on top of brokers expect communication they send you a deal why did you not send them a reply back about that deal why did you not tell them why you're not going forward with that deal or Why did you not ask them a couple questions on your underwriting? Like Those are the things you need to make sure you're doing to be able to build those relationships, to be able to build that trust factor. I trust that when I send Matt Jones a deal, he's actually going to dig into it and he's actually going to provide me feedback. Now when I get that off-market deal as a broker, I trust that Matt Jones is the one of the top people to send it to. When I got an off-market deal, typically what happens or not, a lot of times what happens with an off-market deal is a seller says, hey, I'll sell my property, that's fine, but I don't want you shopping it around everybody. Pick just a few people that you think have an opportunity to buy this property and go to them first. I don't want a ton of people digging around, snooping around. I don't want to alert my staff. I don't want to alert my residents, um, you know, whatever it is. I just want a few people to see it, the best, pick the best that you think have an opportunity. Well, if Matt Jones never gets back to me, why am I going to send Matt anything? that He's not going to get that deal. He's going to get a marketed deal because everybody's going to get a marketed deal. But he's not going to get the, the deal, right? So I'm not sending it to him, right? And, and even if he does get the marketed deal and finally he gets back to me, do I really trust the guy? Like, is this guy real? Because I haven't heard from him until just now, and you know, we we talked a year and a half ago.
1: And another thing with communication, uh, I think you kind of touched on it is to be upfront and honest. You know, if you're right. putting on a face or or you you seem like you're lying, then then people aren't going to uh, trust you. But if uh, like when you're communicating with your investors about what your how your deals are doing you're telling them the good, bad, and ugly. You're not just like making everything look right. like uh, sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, be honest. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's that's huge.
0: Just be honest. Uh, I mean, it just goes back to, again, being a good human being, right? That, that That's trust. Um, if you can be a good human being, it's, you're going to gain a lot of trust and, and people are going to believe in you. Um, and I think the other thing is making sure you're set up, setting yourself up with a good organization, right? run a professional business. So you know communication is probably first and foremost, but do you have the systems in place? Do you have the people in place? Like, are you actually running a true business or are you just kind of running a hobby? Do people really, can people trust you? Uh, think about with money, you know, can people trust you with their money? Are you actually putting the effort forth to make sure you're getting this deal done? Were you you, uh, providing sound pro forma underwriting or can they even trust you with it, right? Not that you can't be wrong, like you should still be wrong. People that you know, like, and trust can still be wrong. But the key is if and when you're wrong that people are okay with it, right? They're maybe not in love with the idea of potentially losing some money but they're at least going, I know this person tried really hard. They communicated really well with me. I trust that they put the effort forth to make this deal right. And unfortunately the circumstances didn't allow for success. And I would invest with them again with the right opportunity came about because I saw how they conducted themselves in their business, right? and and i think if you do things like that knowing that you're doing everything in your power to make a deal correct and, and to make it successful people are going to ultimately trust you
1: here's a piece of advice that I give to people who are don't have much experience yet, or, and are just, you know, beginning to build their reputation. You don't have to do it all on your own. If you partner with somebody exactly. And if you partner with somebody who's already experienced and already successful in the thing you're trying to do, the fact that you're partnered with them, that builds your reputation because then you can say like, Oh, I'm working with so-and-so. And and if so-and-so is well-known already and has a good reputation, then you benefit from that.
0: Matt, I'm so glad you hit on that because that's super important. But what's, even more important with that is what we really align ourselves with the right people. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I see that happen. I see people partnering with people that I'm like, Oh boy, like, uh, do you really know that person? Like, I, I'm a little like, eh, I don't know if that you should be partner. With, you don't really align with them. Like, are you sure you want to, uh, they're a little, that person that you're partnering with is a little bit sketchy you know, are you sure you want to partner with that person? I try not to get in other people's business, but I see that happen at times. And you question why they're partnering with that person. A a lot of times the answer is that they just, they want to get a deal done so bad that they're willing to do a deal with the devil. Right. And of course that's being a little dramatic, but they're willing to do a deal with somebody that's not and it doesn't even have to be that they're unethical or just a bad person. It's just maybe that's not even a, a good fit. Maybe their reputation is, is a different reputation than what that person probably is going to have and want to garner. Right. Um, so, you know, are you aligning yourself with the right people? I think that's a massive question you need to ask yourself
1: before you start to get in bed with somebody. Yeah. Be picky because it's like a marriage when you partner up with somebody. Yeah. And their reputation
0: becomes your reputation.
1: If they have a bad
0: reputation, you are tied to that reputation for many, many years, if not forever. Yep. So, all right, man, I'm sure there's more, but, uh, that that's, uh, you know, a good start of how to really build your reputation, grow your reputation and, uh, create a good reputation, uh, is by taking some of those, those steps, getting people to know, like, and trust you. Excellent. Awesome, man.
1: Well, anything else? Nope, not today.
0: Okay. Well, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Make everything better. Thanks. You too.